Well, good morning. As a young man, I worked in the bank as a lending officer. I liked our customers and loved helping to figure out their finance needs, especially home loans and small business loans. I was quite good at it. After some time, a colleague was promoted to the next level above me, and I found myself miffed that I wasn't chosen. It started to affect my sense of worth and it dented my ego. It took me a few months, but I finally summoned up the courage to go to speak to the boss about it. I made my case, pointed out that I had more experience and better qualifications, and asked why he hadn't chosen me. He listened patiently, and then he did something I didn't expect. He quoted the Bible to me. He said, I know you're a Christian, Rick, so perhaps you'll understand this phrase. Pride comes before a fall. There's lots of competition in this department. Just don't let it distract you from doing your best. Whoa. Now, my boss must have seen how genuinely shocked I was. And so a wry smile came over his face as he then said, be thankful you realise this now because bank managers can't afford to let pride affect their judgement. I still didn't get his point, probably embarrassed at my own pride. So he added this, we didn't progress you in this department because we're promoting you to manager on the lending team at head office. You start next month. Suffice to say, I never forgot the lesson. Now, it's not like my pride fall had led me to commit fraud, but it almost undermined my career. And I was devastated at my own lack of self-awareness. And I felt I had not been a good Christian witness to my boss. To be honest, I was surprised at how pride had entered my thinking at all. But with the benefit of hindsight and experience, I now know pride runs deep in all human hearts. But if everyone is prideful, what's the big deal? Well, here's what the Bible says about it. From Proverbs, it says, Your boast becomes a prophecy of future failure. The higher you lift yourself up in pride, the harder you'll fall in disgrace. Pride at its core is an obsession with self. It generates a toxic desire in us to protect and compete and pretend and inflate and distort truth and brag. Now, it can be easy to see this trait in outgoing and expressive people, but introverts are no less susceptible. Pride lives in every human heart. As seen in the origin story of Adam and Eve, pride is the root of rebellion against God. It also sets us against other people and ultimately undermines our own best interests. In short, pride prevents us from living our best life. And unaddressed, pride will damage many things we care about or should care about. It will affect our empathy, stifle our compassion, foster jealousy and breed insecurity while making us think that these things are justifiable attitudes. So here's four things pride will make you do. First, it will make you compare yourself to others. You therefore see yourself as superior or inferior to other people. Secondly, it will make you believe you're only as good as what you do. 
As someone said, when pride drives your identity, success goes to your head and failure goes to your heart. Thirdly, pride will prevent you from celebrating other people's achievements. Now, modern culture influences us to strive to always be number one in our own life. But pride sees life as a zero-sum game. That is, if someone wins, you lose. And fourth, it will harden your heart against good advice and blind you to your bad choices. You think the rules don't apply to you or you can break them without consequence. If you ever read the stories in the Bible, you'll soon discover that the condition of the human heart is a recurring theme and things don't always go well, even for those who believe God. Let me share with you a great story. King David is perhaps the greatest king Israel ever had. He took a ragtag bunch of exiles and led them into a golden age of faith and influence. He did this all while maintaining a humble and a pure heart, until he didn't. Instead of leading his people into battle against enemy nations, he stayed in the palace to indulge himself in the comforts and power and prestige. After all, he said, I've earned it. Well, things changed. One day he was on the rooftop and saw a gorgeous woman bathing in her garden. Her husband was away with the army where David should have been. So he called her to his room, seduced her, and she got pregnant to him. Things got worse. To cover up the sin, he called her husband, whose name was Uriah, to come home so people would think he was the father. But Uriah didn't go to his wife when he came home. Things got worse. In desperation, David had Uriah killed in battle. So David marries Bathsheba, who was the woman. But things got worse. Their child dies, and David falls into a great depression. Well, things still got worse. David, the leader who did more things right than wrong, had let pride harden his heart, and something inside of him broke. He went from the wisest of his generation to perhaps the most foolish. But things got worse. The Bible records he was never the same after that, even though he later repented to God. The consequences couldn't be reversed and his whole family seemed to go into a, a tailspin of betrayal and treason and sexual violence. The man who was once referred to as a man after God's own heart began to seek his own with tragic consequences. Well, that's a Bible story. What about now? In 2022, we see pride in the fall of politicians, business people, and even church leaders. And don't believe the lie that pride falls only happen to the big, well-known, successful people in those areas, as if bigger profiles and more success causes the problem. It doesn't. In over 40 years of ministry, I have sadly witnessed many small business people and leaders of small churches crash and burn 
due to prideful decisions and many more who have no profile at all also fall. The Bible reveals we are all susceptible. The problem is the human heart. In Jeremiah we read, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? And in Proverbs we read before, The higher you lift yourself up in pride, the harder you'll fall in disgrace. So, what can we do? To give ourselves the best chance to prevent falling, we must develop humility. Only humility can get you out of what pride got you into. And there are a few ways that we can gain humility. First, you can learn it from a young age and build your character over time. This is pretty rare, but if that's you, congratulations. But for the rest of us, humility can come to us in two main ways. Secondly, through involuntary means, that is to be caused to be humble or humiliated. This is when something or someone bursts our pride bubble. It was how it went down for me in my early banking career. If this is your experience too, you'll probably want to put as much distance between yourself and the humbling innocent as quickly as possible. Now, this is not an entirely bad thing if we take the time to learn the lessons. Otherwise, as we saw in the story of King David, pride returns as soon as the bruises on our ego fade. And thirdly, the best way to invite humility is to develop humble habits if we cultivate humility. Humility only dwells in our hearts if we invite it to, if we accept it and lean into it. Otherwise, we attempted to repeat history. Why? Because pride and sin look glamorous and promise benefits. If it didn't, no one would do it. But it only looks good to us, to everyone else looking on, it makes us look ugly. How do we cultivate humble habits? I think follow the ways of Jesus. Jesus calls us to the kind of life that is shocking to modern thinking. He says humility is about giving up your life, giving up your rights for his sake and for the sake of others. Jesus said, for if you let your life go for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, you will continually experience true life. But if you choose to keep your life for yourself, you will forfeit what you try to keep. For what use is it to proudly gain all the wealth and power of this world with everything it could offer you at the cost of your own soul? That's in the Gospel of Mark. It's not easy, this following of Jesus. And sometimes we have to adopt his ways by an act of faith before we see lasting results and it becomes more natural to us. So here's four habits that, if practiced, will lead you closer to humility, to being like Jesus. First, practice gratitude. You know, as kids, we were grateful because we knew we couldn't provide for ourselves, so anything we got was like, wow. As we grew and studied and worked hard, we had money and began to buy and accumulate. 
And all of a sudden we started to think we earned what we had and gratitude kind of went out the door. However, gratitude fosters humility because it moves us out of the starring role in our own story. In Deuteronomy, we can read, You should never say to yourself, I have achieved my wealth with my own strength and energy. Remember the Lord your God, for he is the one who gives you the power to be successful. The second way of humility is to take the lower place. I remember working in a transport company while I studied at uni part-time. This is before I went into the bank. Soon I became aware that while the drivers ate in the factory, supervisors ate in a dining room. And when I asked my manager why this was, he told me, son, rank has its privileges. But one supervisor always ate with us and often stayed back to help us finish unloading the trucks. When I asked him why, as he was our boss, he said, there's no job too big and no job too small. Without knowing it, he had the humble habits of Jesus. And you won't be surprised who the men respected more. Jesus said, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. The third way of humility is be a learner. Pride will blind you into thinking you can only learn from someone you think is above you. Otherwise you'll say, well, what do they know? Who are they to give me advice? I'll never forget being at a major international conference and listening to this world-class keynote speaker. It's fantastic. Then he sat down and a little known leader got up to do the next session to share some thoughts. So I put my notepad away, expecting I could learn little from him. But I noticed the keynote speaker who just sat down took out a pen and pad and started to take notes on this fellow. And I thought, well, if he thinks he can learn something at this stage in life, who am I to think I can't? In Proverbs it says, the wise become wiser and become leaders by exploring the depths and meaning of truth. Only fools refuse to be taught. Next, we should seek God's wisdom. The Apostle James was Jesus' brother and leader in the Jerusalem church. And he witnessed the example of Jesus' humble life, the power of his teaching and servant heart firsthand. He later wrote this, If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honourable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. But the wisdom from God is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving gentle at all times and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. 
And peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. That's from James chapter 3. It's easy to go around and look for pride in other people, isn't it? And feel superior. But those who look for pride first in themselves and seek to counteract it with humility will lead a richer, more fulfilling and godly life. Humility comes to those who are grateful for all of life. It comes to those who seek God's wisdom in the stories and teachings of the Bible. It comes to those who take the posture of a learner in all situations and to those who are willing to take a lower place, the role of a servant. They are well on the way to living their best life. And that is what following Jesus is all about.